This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. I am Sarah Jane Case, and this is Enneagram and Coffee. Hello friends, happy Friday. I hope your week has treated you well. Today I'm doing another special anniversary episode sharing the five things I've learned in my five short years of marriage. But first, today's rosebud and thorn. My rose today is ASMR videos. If you don't know what ASMR is, it's Autonomous Sensory Meridian Response. Basically, some people, when they hear certain sounds, get um, tingles or like a relaxation to it. Some other people who hear the same sounds maybe get chills or anxiety, but I get rested and relaxed. And I've been listening to ASMR videos while I work the last few weeks, and it's just made work feel so calming and relaxing and like a really nourishing experience instead of sometimes feeling like I'm just powering through. I'm able to just kind of linger, take my time and feel really present. My thorn is that I know a lot of you are not looking forward to daylight savings time, but I cannot with any more with like feeling groggy in the morning. I have just been waking up every morning just tired and I am really looking forward to having some time back where I feel like it's easier to wake up early. Like, and I am just ready to get out of bed by the time the alarm goes off. My bud is honestly, I've kind of run myself ragged this week and I'm very much looking forward to the weekend and crashing and just letting myself have deep, deep rest. All right, so here are the five things I've learned in my five short years of being married. Number one, your partner is allowed to have negative emotions. (laughs) Here's the thing, you know, as sevens, we tend to not want to have negative emotions ourselves and we want to fix the negative emotions in other people because if your vibe is down, then that brings my vibe down. So there's that level of things of just recognizing that like my husband is his own person, even though we share a space, we're intimately connected, his emotions are his business and it's not my job to fix them. So I can empathize with him, listen to him, but I don't have to solve his problems so that he'll be in a good mood so that I can be in a good mood, right? I can have my mood can be not the same as his. We don't have to match energies, which has kind of been our tendency is to, you know, if one of us is down, the other one's going to be down with them or we're going to try to bring them up to where we are. It's instead of just kind of giving each other energetic space to just be individual people, to feel however we individually feel. 
So there's that level of things. But then there's also the level of he's allowed to be mad at me or disappointed or annoyed with me, or I'm allowed to set boundaries or make requests that aren't going to make him happy and that I can be good with myself even in that case, right? So I think for a lot of times when I was growing up, I thought, oh, a good marriage means that he's always obsessed with me, always loves me. And the truth is like 90% of the time, that's the case for us. But when those like few percentages of the time arise where he's like irritated with me or maybe like annoyed with me, I used to take that really personally, like, oh, your commitment is fading or something, or like this means something about how you feel about me deep, deep down. And really it's just like, he's going to have negative emotions sometimes. Sometimes he's going to feel great. Sometimes he's going to feel bad. Sometimes it's going to be about me. Sometimes it's not. And I can just give him the time and space to just have his experience and vice versa. You know, he's having to learn the same when we give each other time and space to kind of just not feel perfect then conflict gets resolved much more gently, much more easily, and much more efficiently. (laughs) Number two, kind of in the same vein, space is healthy and good. I think for a lot of times, you know, the way we talk about relationships and the way the media presents relationships, it looks like, oh, we're like two best buds who spend all of our time together, or, you know, like it's romance day in and day out. And the truth is, you know, everybody's relationship is different, but for us, we are at our healthiest when we have our own things going on. You know, I have my business, I travel alone. Um, I do, I have like my own hobbies that have nothing to do with him and vice versa. He has school and work and his own hobbies that don't have anything to do with me. And having that space allows us room to miss one another and gives us stuff to talk about. Like when we're spending every waking minute together, it's like you run out of things to say because there's nothing new happening that I don't already know. And for us for a while there, right? Like Obi was working for me in the business. He wasn't in school. So we were spending literally like every waking moment together unless I was traveling. And at that time he was, you know, traveling with me. It feels so good to have our own things, our own little worlds we go to and then we come back together. And this allows us, you know, to catch up, to have questions for each other, to have something to be curious about with one another. And I think the same thing with energetic space. Sometimes when a conflict arises and and both of us have kind of a significant amount of trauma, um, And so our trigger responses are pretty fast and we've had to learn like, okay, if I'm triggered, if I'm in fight or flight mode, I have to go take space. We can't have like a productive conversation from that place. So we need to separate and then we can come back and we can try again and just kind of recommit to the process after we've self-soothed and calmed down and worked through our trigger. So space is so healthy and good. All right, number three, planning out time is not unromantic. It's strategic. And life is a puzzle and we have to work it out together. So one of the main things we do is we build in kind of routine times that we spend together. So what that looks for us right now is any morning that he's not at work, we have coffee together in the morning. Saturdays, we play tennis together. Tuesdays, we play tennis together. And that's kind of like our, we're definitely going to spend this time together. Every week, 
that's that. But then on Saturdays, we take a look at the what our individual weeks have in store for us, how busy we are, how much homework he has, how many meetings I have, and we plan out the other elements of our life together. We plan out when who's cooking dinner when. So if I have a late night or a particularly busy day on a day that he doesn't have a lot going on, he will cook dinner. And if, you know, and vice versa, I'll cook dinner. If we kind of know one of us is going to be more tired than the other. So we plan out who's cooking dinner well ahead of time. Then we look at, okay, what are our big projects? When are we going to get those done? How is that going to infect the kiddo? Who's taking the kid to school? Who's picking the kid up from school? Which days of the week? And when are we getting time to ourselves? When are we getting our alone time, our self-care time? What's that going to look like? And then if we have any personal goals that we want to work on, we will often work on them together in that time. For example, OB is wanting to start writing every day. And so part of our weekly routine now is, okay, what time do you want to write on Monday? What time are you going to write on Tuesday? And that puts me in as his advocate of like, okay, this is a a goal that you have for yourself. This is the time that you're doing it. I support you. Like I will do whatever I need to do during that time to make that possible for you. And it's same thing, vice versa, right? And for me, a lot of times I've been like, he'll he'll walk me through, all right, I want to work out this week at least three times. So let's talk out what days and what times that's going to happen and, and which ones I'm going to do. And that way we're just kind of on the team together and we're planning it out. We're paving the way for each other to have our needs met. Today's podcast is brought to you by Splendid Spoon. Now, if you've been listening to the podcast for a while, you know that we are back in busy season. I had a nice, luxurious summer, and then school came back in session, book launch season arrived, and we are back in full busy mode. And the time available to prep nourishing breakfast and lunch is just not as there as it used to be. And for me, the last thing I want to do on my weekends is spend the entire time grocery shopping, meal prepping, organizing. Like, I want to rest on my Sundays. And that's why Splendid Spoon is so exciting. It gives you the fuel you need to tackle everything that's on your plate with plant-based, ready-to-eat meals delivered right to your door. Personally, one of my favorite meals so far is the kimchi fried quinoa. Kimchi fried rice is one of my favorite meals ever. And so just having that quinoa add that extra protein in, making it extra nourishing is so exciting. And so if you're new to like plant-based meals and you're worried that they're not going to be spiced or flavorful, you do not have to worry about that here. It's going to have plenty of flavor and spice for you if you are a flavor lover like me. Now you get to choose from over 50 ready to eat meals shipped right to your door on repeat from breakfast smoothies and lunch bowls to noodle dinners and light soups for reset days. Easily customize your meal plan to fit your schedule. So fuel up for busy days with Splendid Spoon. Get started today and get $120 off your first three boxes at splendidspoon.com slash egram. That's $120 off at splendidspoon.com slash egram. Number four, problems in our marriage aren't about being me versus him. It's about us against the problem. So I think for a lot of time, you know, I have a lot of like 
fear of men or distrust of men from my past and from my like childhood or whatever. Um, so that I came, kind of came into our relationship with that. And so often in our um, experiences, I would feel like, no, you are not going to take advantage of me. You are not going, you know, that kind of coming with it from that energy instead of how can we work together to make this feel good for both of us. And and that's not just a one way, like that's both ways. And I think that's a lot of relationships that get into that mindset of like my needs, my problems, you know, you need to fix it or you need to be different so that we can make this work together. And in the case of most relationships, and I'm not talking about like abusive relationships or, you know, emotionally toxic relationships, just most average relationships, you're going to have conflict. And if you can look at that conflict as you as the team versus the outside problem, you're going to have so much of an easier time because you don't have to wade through the mud of someone else's defensiveness, right? Because if you come to the conversation with you always, you never, why are you like this? Why is this happening? Can you just get your act together and not blah, blah, blah? Then you're, you're creating a situation where now they have to defend themselves. But they, so they can't even hear the problem that you're presenting to them because they're feeling so offended by how you're presenting it versus if you can say, Hey, I'm feeling really tired. And I'm, here's the truth. And even as I say that, I think what happens for me a lot of times is I don't want to express the vulnerability behind the request. I don't want to admit that I can't handle something. I don't want to admit that I'm tired. I don't want to admit that like I'm someone who let myself be overworked and, and overburdened. You know, these things, it's like, easier to be mad than to be sad sometimes, right? So coming to it from, I'm experiencing this sensation. What can we do together to make this easier? That's just going to be so much more productive, so much more effective and keeps you guys on the same team instead of putting you, putting you against one another. Finally, number five, is ask directly and specifically for what I need as early as possible to avoid resentment. And we have like learned all of these lessons together. Like this isn't just like the lessons I've had to learn. He's learned these lessons as well. But I think the earlier we speak up, the less mad we are, right? Because it's like pretty new. It's already kind of, oh, whoa, this didn't feel good to me. Just a heads up. And being able to have that from a less charged place is an easier conversation to have, right? But then also for me, instead of saying like, I've done the dishes four days this week, can you just do them tonight? I can just say, hey, can you take care of the dishes tonight? Because I have a loving and a willing partner who, you know, 99% of the time is a share is sharing the household responsibilities. It's not like I'm in an even a really intensely uneven partnership where I feel um, horribly taken advantage of. Relatively, like we share our responsibilities, but sometimes I I am a responsibility collector. That's my like skill set, and so if I notice that I'm doing that, 
I can say, whoa, slow down. Just ask for him to take care of this tonight and then you're good to go. But if I'm insistent on him admitting to me that I have done the dishes four times this week, he's done them no times this week, then we're focusing on the wrong thing because what I really want is to rest. I don't want to be in a fight. I don't want to argue. I don't want to defend this like really specific point of view about the dishes. I just want the dishes done so I can go to sleep. So if that's my goal, then I'm going to just ask for the dishes to be done. Now, if I were in a relationship where it was like incredibly unequal, I felt overburdened, I wasn't listened to, I didn't have an equal partner, well, then that's like a bigger conversation we would have in therapy or in a weekly meeting where I'm saying, hey, this is a systemic issue within our relationship that needs to be addressed. But for me, that's not the case. Like for me, it's usually just like I'm tired and need support tonight in this specific way. And I do have a willing and loving partner who can do that for me. So those are my five lessons. I'll repeat those back. They're allowed to have negative emotions and I don't need to silence my needs in order to avoid them having emotions. Number two, space is healthy and good. Number three, planning out time is not unromantic. It's strategic. Number four, problems in our marriage aren't about being me versus him. It's about us against the problem. And five, ask directly and specifically for what I need as early as possible to avoid resentment. And my bonus is therapy. (laughs) I really think therapy is like the key to everything. He's in therapy. I'm in therapy. We do therapy together when, when it's necessary or when we feel like we kind of need some support. And it's amazing. It's absolutely amazing. And Obi, I know you don't really listen to the podcast, but just in case, it's an absolute honor to be on this journey with you. I love you. And friends, thank you so much for listening. As always, it's a joy to create this content for you. And I will see you on Monday for the next episode. Seeking the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the Roaring Twenties. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games.